Welcome to The Savvy Innovators, presented by BMC Software. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will help guide you to look at innovation in your business as an effective means to a more impactful digital future. Find out how innovative technology can make a difference for your enterprise. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Well, thank you, sir, whoever you are, for this introduction. We're so excited about this show because we did a topic, a part one on this topic a few weeks ago, and it was so popular. We've invited our guests back, our guest panelists back for part two. So let me set this up. It will sound familiar to some of you who saw or heard the show then. And it, let me get the exact date. Let's see. We were on... August 16th. So August, September, October, and about three months ago, three months in a week. But who's counting? So let me set this up. And if it doesn't sound familiar, stick around. We've got a lot to talk about. And this will impact you, your business, your personal life. Everything you do will be impacted by the information we're going to share today. So somebody's got their uh, alerts on. We're going to turn those off. Dozens of song titles include the word edge. Oh, remember this by Bruce Springsteen? Darkness on the edge of town. How about Stevie Nicks, Edge of 17? Well, that was interesting. And of course, Aerosmith, Living on the Edge. But in our tech-driven world, what does it mean? Well, a simple definition of edge is edge computing. What does it do? It reduces the volumes of data that need to be moved and the distance they need to travel. It means less traffic, quicker movement, and less cost for transmission. Aha. If you add in 5G, you've got a formula for the future. That's what we're talking about today. Now, organizations in every industry, and we're talking to our global audience. So whatever your business is, whatever industry you're in, we're speaking to you and for you. Organizations are seizing the opportunities that edge computing and IoT, that's Internet of Things, present. Soon, edge and IoT infrastructure, pervasive connectivity, that's what we all hope for when we're live on the air is pervasive connectivity, right, Tom? And lower technology costs will ensure that people devices. How many devices do you have in your hands or in your home or in your office right now? And data can communicate, collaborate, and innovate efficiently and affordably. And the key word today is affordably. How much is it going to cost you? On part one on August 16th of this very relevant topic, we explored the factors for a successful IoT strategy. We explored the necessity of digital twins. You've all heard about those and how to focus on securing your data at the edge. Now on part two, wave when I call your name. We're welcoming back Sam Lacundi. Hi, Sam. Welcome back. Thrilled to have you here. Tom Soderstrom, you weren't able to join us on my Technology Revolution show. You sent Ali, one of your colleagues, and you're back with us today, Sam. Tom, we're so happy. Angela Nicora. Hello, Angela. Dr. Angela, happy to have you from very cold Switzerland, I understand. And Aditya Varma from India. Aditya, happy to have you back. I'm going to ask them a whole bunch of things. We're going to talk about how IoT will drive innovation in the telecom space if we add in not only 5G, but 6G, oh my, how it can impact the future of the workplace. Hey, come on, everybody who's got a job anywhere is thinking, what will my workplace look like? Where will I be? What will I do? Will I have a boss? Will I have a desk? Will I have a connection? Will I have a Zoom? Who will see me? Who will hear me? How will I do my work? all of that good stuff. And which industries are already evolving, and that's a good thing, and innovating with IoT and edge computing. So welcome to the future of IoT and edge computing sooner than you think, part two. I'm Bonnie D. I'm in the house. Very happy to be here. And a couple of shout outs to the people behind the scenes who make this show possible. We have Stephanie Grubbs, and she's smiling and waving, even though you can't see her on the screen. And we have Janelle Along Diacabana. Hello, Janelle. And we have Hannah Cho, all from BMC, who works hard to put these shows together. Thank you, showrunners and sponsors. So let's go around the table. Introduction. Sam Lacundi, 
I'm going to put you on speaker view for our viewers on LinkedIn. And Sam, since it was August 16th and you were on the show, you told us all about yourself and your passion for this topic. And I'm guessing, Sam, I looked at the numbers. I ran them this morning. I'm guessing there are about 12.9 people who didn't see you or hear you or didn't remember you. Shame on them. So, Sam, I want you to talk to those 12.9. It's the same for everybody here. 12.9 people, Ooh. remind them who you are, what you do. And, Sam, most important, what's your passion for our topic? Welcome back, Sam. Thank you. And thank you, everybody on LinkedIn and, and other uh, uh, locations. So, first of all, uh, thank you, Bonnie, for having us. Thank you, all our, our amazing guests here. And um, the, so, since, since all this, what have we been doing? Uh, a lot, right? Uh, literally, I've had the opportunity to go around the world, whether it's South America, or Southeast Asia, or Australia, or or, or, or parts of Europe. And uh, what we have been doing is uh, putting a big focus on how this technology matters to the customer, right? And, and what this this really means uh, at at the physical edge, right? I mean, naturally, IoT has been around for for you know multiple decades uh but really the the whole fact about about edge computing and where it's taking it, it is really important um as an introduction my name is sam lakundi i am the vice president of innovation at bmc and uh, my uh experience in this industry and and where my cadence is, is i've had the opportunity to work at multi uh national companies and more importantly, I've had the opportunity to work on, on edge computing and, and edge IoT software uh, for almost uh, a decade now, right? And, and really where we are uh, embedding it, whether it's in, in things like a mining truck or, uh, or working on smart cities or working on medical devices, uh, that's the, the experience I've been very fortunate to have. And again, I'm extremely uh, fortunate to be on this panel uh, with the prestigious guests. Thank you very much. And you helped to make it prestigious, Sam. So there you go. Let's go around the table. It's time to re-meet Tom Soderstrom. Tom, welcome back. We're happy to have you. Tell us a little bit about what you do at AWS and why are you here? Why are you excited about this topic again? Tom, welcome. Thank you very much. It's, it's great to be back with these uh, fellow panelists of amazing stature. Um, I think the, so my job, uh, I am uh, uh, I am director of chief technologists globally and for the public sector of AWS. And that means that we're looking at the future of technology and applying it today at scale. And the, <laughs> those are my doggies. <laughs> well, if you want to come in and scale. introduce them, that's okay, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's about scale. And when you think about scale, it's everything will work, but when you apply scale in a big way, things break. And so our job is to try to figure out how to make them not break. Uh, and you're talking about IoT devices. We're talking about maybe 30 billion devices here in the next five years. That's a lot of scale. And the idea is that you can be disconnected, but connected all the time. So it's about wireless, it's about 5G, it's about 6G, but all those wonderful things we're gonna talk about. And why I'm excited about it? because it's about scale and it's about, it can impact every single person, every single driver, every single dog caller to make them get quiet. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm very excited to be here. 
Thank you, Tom. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned scale. The bigger the scale, the more chances for it to break. Interesting. And I did a show recently on, on home devices, connectivity in the home and sensors. And I read that you can have up to 300 devices that require different kinds of systems. And who is minding them? Is it the realtor's job? Is it the builder's job? Is it the homeowner's job? Why do we want all that stuff? Where is it going? Whose data is it anyway? That's another, another topic completely. Thank you so much, Tom. We're so happy to have you you back. Let's go. One more seat around the table. Angela Nakora. Angela, welcome back. I hope you're staying warm. Tell us just briefly what the weather is where you are and then go ahead and tell us why you're excited to be back. Angela? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Bonnie, for having me. It's a great pleasure to be on show uh, together with the uh, esteemed panelists. Uh, it's a privilege and a great, great pleasure. Uh, my name is Angela Nicora. I'm a professor of computer science and head of IoT Innovation Lab at uh, Lucerne University of Applied Sciences here in Switzerland, beautiful uh, uh, Switzerland in Europe. Uh, my passion and my uh, uh, my career, so I basically have uh, uh, over uh, 20 years of experience uh, um, in industry and research working uh, in different uh, areas, including systems and softwares, IoT, distributed systems, uh, modifying uh, uh, running Java applications on the fly and so on. So all uh, that passion that brought me over my career has been to build build real systems that had that bring value and impact to the companies as well as and now in the academia path. Uh, I have a passion for uh, advancing state of the art. I'm always looking for uh, what can we do better, uh, how we can advance the technologies, uh, how we can make things unique and how we can differentiate the things that have been done before. Um, uh, I am here today on this show because I believe future is all about IoT. Uh, I have had the privilege to uh, innovate and advance uh, cutting edge in this field uh, just before I left uh, uh, Intel and joined here uh, the university in Switzerland. I'm excited to be on the panel and thank you very much, uh, Bonnie, for bringing us in this beautiful show. Oh, we're always delighted to have you when I have great respect and kudos for women in tech, Angela. I hope you know that I'm an, Thank you, an, I'm an early woman in tech or a woman in early tech, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just leave the other adjectives out of that one. So thank you so much for being here and thank you for all you, you've done for technology. And let's go around the table. One more seat. It's Aditya Varma. Aditya, so happy to have you back. Please unmute. I see you're on mute right now. And we'd love to have you talk to those 12.9 people. Shame on them for not remembering who's on the panel. There you go. Aditya, reintroduce yourself and share with us what's your passion for the topic. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Uh, good evening. Uh, hello, LinkedIn. Uh, good evening from Delhi. Well, uh, temperature here is around 18 degrees. It's going to get cooler in the night. And uh, 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 Bonnie and uh, Sam and the team, it's great to be back with you all together. And uh, so it's a very interesting panel, uh, you know, Bonnie, you've already covered it. Uh, so, uh, you know, Tom uh, brings in the best, uh, what, uh, uh, you know, we have uh, to look at uh, from the cloud, right? Uh, uh, Angela adds uh, uh, the best uh, from, uh, you know, her learnings and her teachings. I've been following her online. And uh, Sam, uh, you know, comes in wherein he gets us that, I call it the single pane of glass wherein whatever is happening behind, you've got these billions of IoT devices, what is doing what, 
right? The the insights that is what uh, Sam is into, and of course, I happen to maybe on the other side looking at these insights and you know figuring out what uh, uh, needs to be done, right? Uh, trying to get my uh, decision loop smaller, and uh, you know getting those insights. So right. So about me, uh, I am an operations, communication, and information technology professional with twenty plus years of technology and project uh, management experience in the government sector. I have a background in uh, analytics, uh, hybrid clouds, uh, multi-backbone networks, and uh, IT and uh, OT convergence. Uh, that is something which uh, I recently got into. I'm presently driving a program uh, implementing efficiency, scalability, and uh, performance in IT and OT infrastructure at the core and uh, on the field. I specialize in uh, mobile platform communication being used in different dimensions. So that would be the land, sea, under the sea, and in the air and space beyond. Uh, IoT technology and uh, Industry 4.2 are uh, use cases of great interest to me uh, because uh, I personally feel they are key enablers of growth and progress of the human race. Uh, today we talk about AI-enabled, uh, completely networked, fully automated world, right? Uh, where our daily activities would uh, soon be taken over by cognitive uh, AI beings, uh, for the good, of course. Uh, but uh, this, uh, but things in this world uh, uh, would be very data driven, uh, with data streaming happening everywhere. Required from the field uh, with near zero latency to the core and beyond. I'm happy and excited to be here again on this exceptionally uh, competent roundtable with such accomplished colleagues and such a fantastic host. <laughs> and sharing uh, my ideas over here. Thank you so much. I th we have so much gratitude on this panel and U.S. Thanksgiving is in, was it today, Tuesday, Thursday, two days, less than 48 hours away. And I think we're already giving thanks here. And and I appreciate the kindness all of you were showing because people, oh, they're tech people. Oh, they're business. Oh, they're in their ivory tower. Oh, they're doing their thing. Well, you can be a nice person and human and also be smart. I think we've proved that. So let's go to the next part of the show where I've asked my guests to send me a fictional character quote from a movie or a TV series or a song lyric that has nothing to do with our topic. I don't know too many songs that have the words Internet of Things in them, although there might be a few, or Edge Computing, although we've established that Edge is in a lot of songs, but not in the way we're talking about today. So let's go around the table. Sam Lacundi, I'm going to read your quote with a little tiny bit of background. I want to make sure we cover this, and then I'm going to ask you to spend just two minutes telling us what in your words, in your mind, the quote has to do with our topic. So Sam picked a quote from Shuri, the super heroine played by Letitia Wright, the movie Black Panther, 2018 superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character. She's the princess of the fictional African nation of Wakanda. And there's a new movie out now, Wakanda Forever, and the ads are all over streaming TV. I see them every time I go to watch my favorite shows. So there, I'm not going to read much more background. I just want you to know that. So here's the quote. Just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Sam, wow. How did you find that quote? Go ahead. Tell us what it means for our topic. Yeah. So first of all, you know, I, I love that movie and uh, probably I watched it twice already uh, in, in, on the big screen. So, so giving a shout out for those who have not seen it. Uh, amazing movie. Go see it uh, again. Woman in power. I love the the, the topic yes. and the, and the movie. Yes. So um, so again uh, on that right. You know the reason I chose that is because as I mentioned to you, I've had the opportunity to be uh, in this uh, technology for for about a decade, and and then of course 
the technology we are talking about, which is IoT, and most specifically, Edge IoT has been around again for you know IoT has been around for almost three to four decades now, right? So, um, so, so when I go to a lot of my, you know my customers, the number one thing, whether it's oil or gas, uh, oil and gas company, or it's a manufacturing company. I always hear the first uh, sort of uh, uh, conversation is, "Oh yeah, IoT, we are doing it. We are doing it. We got it, right?" You know, and so um, and uh, we've been collecting data for years. We have been, you know, we have been like, you know, taking all these assets, and then I start talking to them about what that really means as far as edge computing and what does all of the new technology mean for uh, anomaly detection, predictive maintenance, uh, and, and things of that nature, which I feel are the next generation of where, you know, just, and that's really why I love that quote, because, you know, just because it's been done before, it doesn't mean that it cannot be improved or, or enhanced, right? And that's really what this is all about. This is about IoT. This is about collecting data. But really, you know, data is is like everybody says is is a new oil is 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 the new gold and and so on and so on. But really, taking that that live data that is out there uh, without you know and really solving problems with you know such as such as you know finding the anomaly and detecting it and fixing it before it becomes a, a catastrophe or, or or what have you is really where this technology is going and and i think i want this audience to basically walk away uh with with that thought in mind that just because it's been done before just because it has been around for th three decades that doesn't mean you know it cannot be improved and think about I mean, the closest example as I close this out is talk about driving, right? I mean, cars have been around forever, but take a look at the evolution of the car today, right? Uh, from autonomous driving cars to to self-healing uh, cars and, and so on and so on. So that's really what this, you know, uh, this uh, uh, focus was. Thank you very much, Sam. When I I got my car, I won't tell you what it is. I'll tell you it later. It, it's basically a computer on four wheels, and I had to go into the systems and change stuff that were controlling how I drove and where I drove, and I didn't like that. So I had to go play with the computer part. Very, very interesting. Very sensitive vehicles there. Thank you so much. Fabulous quote, Sam. I'm going to remember that one. So applicable. I'll put that in my list of suggested quotes for future guests. Somebody else might want to use that. Thank you, Tom Soderstrom. You have picked a quote from Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, a 1975 song from the album Wish You Were Here. The album is mostly a nine-part tribute to the founding member, Sid Barrett, who was fired seven years before he had some mental health issues. But what's interesting, Tom, is that Wish You Were Here has retrospectively been called one of the greatest albums of all time. Ah, interesting. Here is the quote Tom has picked. Come on, you target from far away laughter. Come on, you stranger, you legend, you martyr, and shine. Tom, I have no idea what you're going to say. Just surprise us. What does this have to do with IoT and Edge? Tom, you're up. Well, Bonnie, you just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hope good. <laughs> I, I love that song. Uh, I, I used to be a swimmer, and that was what I psyched up to. Uh, anyway, so why did I pick this quote? Because when you think about innovation, uh, it's... It looks like silly magic to start, and then it starts happening at scale, and everybody starts adopting it, and now it's it's obvious. So I'll give you a few examples. Uh, dot com. Uh, I lived through the dot com, and thankfully through the dot bomb. Uh, the silly, stupid thing there was it's all about the eyeballs, right? That's how you're going to get make money. Ah, stupid! It failed. Well, did it? Google 
rose from that and a bunch of other search engines, uh, market advertising. Another one is, uh, how many of us wear smartwatches today? We all do, uh, or most of us. That was a stupid <laughs> idea at the time. Do you remember Pebble? Well, I do. I bought the first Pebble, and we actually helped uh, monitor spacecraft with it. We wrote apps that I was at NASA at the time. Uh, that helped us um, be wired, be hands-free. You could walk around, and you could see when the spacecraft was coming into orbit by looking at your smartwatch. Um, space startups competing with large countries. Crazy idea. It's everywhere now. Yep. The little tiny one called Lunar Outpost is now going to partner with NASA and put a rover on the moon. Uh, XE detects wildfires in minutes from space in uh, Australia. Uh, robots helping people, oh, that's crazy. Well, look at the Amazon factories. The robots are carrying the heavy packages. Uh, I'll finish with uh, Greta Thunberg from Sweden, uh, starting by protesting the environment. Well, now it's a global movement. So where is IoT going as we get into this? What seems crazy today is going to be mainstream a few years from now, and it's huge opportunities for people. Thank you very much. And I was speaking in my opening, Tom, about companies in every industry are seizing those opportunities. Now is the time. But Tom, you just gave us a very quotable moment there. I don't know if anybody else caught it. I think they all did. You said, innovation looks like silly magic. I put that in the chat for Stephanie. We have to remember that. I used to do uh, 10 to 20 live, and I'll use the word, it starts with a T and it ends with a T. And I used to post those during the live shows before Zoom because I wasn't running the camera. <laughs> I, I don't do that anymore. I can't do too much, too much more than this. But uh, I used to post moments like that. So Tom, innovation looks like silly magic. I want you all to write that down. I'll have somebody crochet it or I'll get the needles out and crochet it or knit it on the side of a pillow. That's a moment. Thank you, Tom. Let's go, Angela. Angela asked me to help her find a quote. And I picked a song. I threw a couple of song lyrics at her and she liked one of them and I'm so happy you picked this one. Angela has picked a quote from Lean On Me, the 1972 song by Bill Withers from his second album Still Bill. It's one of only nine songs to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with versions by two different artists. And I don't have it in my notes who the other artist was. If anybody else knows, here we go. And Bill Withers grew up in a very decrepit house in a poor section of town. He moved from Slab Fork, West Virginia to LA, but he missed his hometown community. He says, I bought a little piano and I was sitting there running my fingers up and down the piano. In the course of doing the music, the phrase crossed my mind. So then you go back and say, oh, I like that phrase. Lean on me, how it sounds with a song. And here's the quote Angela picked. We all need someone to lean on. Angela, I'm getting goosebumps at this one. Tom, I think you are too. I saw Tom go, ooh, Angela, what does this have to do with our topic? Go ahead. All right. First of all, thank you, Bonnie, for suggesting uh, this uh, these ideas. I just wanted to say I love this song. Uh, this uh, this Lean on Me song is it's really uh, a great great song and brings me to uh, to this nice quote: "We all need uh, somebody to lean on." So the way how I see it here, I give you a couple of, of thoughts to bring you into this imagination and relation with uh, with IoT uh, innovation and technologies. First of all. As we all know, so we are living in an increasingly digital, digitalized world. Everything is evolving very fast on the technology side and the software side. Uh, like, like Tom mentioned his examples, you know, what happened a couple of years ago and where we are currently today. 
then uh, we see a, a fast advancement on the hardware side, you know, hardware innovation, where everything becomes smaller and smaller, uh, smarter and smarter, more and more computation uh, is possible on on very small devices and so on, uh, where everything is transitioning. And as I see it, in more and more on a, on a uh, energy harvesting side, uh, net zero energies where you don't necessarily need uh, power power charging, but actually they are smart enough to charge themselves. So um, how I see it here and 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 related to these codes and vision is that uh, I see the future where all of these are evolving a lot, where we will see uh, in intelligent cities in our day-to-day -day life where all of these uh, sensors and devices because become they become smaller and smaller smaller form factor they will be able to be deployed everywhere and in the places that we have never imagined as a as a mankind before and that will help and facilitate to uh, basically continuous access to to data and processes that will make our life better uh, hopefully safer uh, and to place and uh, to be to be uh, in our our day to day lives, and this will improve our quality life, uh, our level of information that can uh, bring us value that have not been uh, given before. So that's how I see it, and and I uh, think I relate this to uh, to this nice song and nice code where we can all rely on this intelligence to help us to make our lives better and and uh, safer. Thank you very much. It's a beautiful song and it's a beautiful thought for the world. I'm just going to leave it there. It's a thought for the world. We all need someone to lean on. There we go. And that's why we're all here because we're leaning on the co-intelligence of all of the wonderful people on this panel. We're just giving a lot of thanks today. Let's go to Aditya. <laughs> Tom, what can I say? We're getting a little corny here. Let's go to Aditya. Aditya, you have sent me a quote from Frederick Fred Lucius Johnson, played by Chad L. Coleman. The show, The Expanse, season one, episode nine. I knew nothing about this. The Expanse is a TV series based on the books by Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank under the pseudonym James S.A. Corey. Critical Mass is the ninth episode, the first season of The Expanse. It premiered in February of 2016 on Sci-Fi. That's S-Y-F-Y, I like that, as part one of the two-hour season finale. And just briefly, Fred Johnson was the chief of operations at Tycho Station's colossal mobile construction platform overseeing the construction of space stations. I'll just stop there. Here's the quote. None of us can change the things we've done, but we can change what we do next. Ooh, that's a good one. Aditya, talk to me. Tom, Tom's waiting to hear this. I, he raised his chin. Tom's saying, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. I can see you on Zoom, Tom. Go ahead, Aditya. It's yours. <laughs> so before you know, I get on to uh, why, why I chose uh, this uh, particular uh, line, right? The past is the past. We can't change what we've done. However, our future actions are in our control. Uh, uh, it's a very interesting line. So Fred Johnson is incidentally, he's Colonel Fred Johnson. Uh, uh, he had some issues. Uh, 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 because of which he was disgraced. He's in charge of this very big space station, right? And uh, uh, this particular quote is made when uh, there is an attack which happens on one of the Martian uh, warships called the Donasia, right? So again, I'm, I'm, I'm taking you uh, to, to a story because I'm a big sci-fi buff and this is a very interesting series. I urge you all to, uh, if you get a chance, you must see this series. So, okay, um, uh, when uh, we say the past is the past, so I want to relate it to uh, the IoT technology that we have today, which is evolving very fast. 
today, uh, many new technological developments are taking place. I, I feel these uh, developments are taking place in silos. So we are creating uh, new IoT systems with diverse protocols, but they are in silos. Uh, and uh, when we want to do uh, uh, integration, there is an effort to integrate, uh, you know, uh, systems of systems. Uh, uh, trying to make IoT systems of systems. So uh, uh, it's it's a it's a look back. So this uh, look back integration uh, can have many security and functional deficits, right? Because as they say, hindsight is six by six. But uh, uh, you you already have made something, and now you are grappling. You're trying to figure out how do we uh, get so many protocols talking to each other how how do we uh, uh, reduce the uh, the attack surface the threat surface at the same time we want the data to be flowing in the way we want it because we want that visibility but uh, visibility and security don't uh, go too well uh, together the more access the more information you need there is always a check of uh, security on that so uh, uh, what is done cannot be undone, but we can change future technology development. Uh, we can do that with an active uh, public-private partnership. Why I call it a public-private partnership is because the government is the one which is generally uh, giving the standardizations, is giving the policies, right? The private partnership comes in by uh, supporting what uh, maybe the government gives. And at the same time, when the technology comes in, you know, advising the government correctly that, hey, we need standardization for these uh, protocols so that uh, when we have multiple systems integrating, we can do a seamless job, right? So uh, uh, there is a requirement for collaboration uh, for more robust and uh, sustainable solutions. Uh, this uh, would help in uh, solving uh, our everyday problems and especially, you know, those uh, wicked uh, business problems. Thank you very much. Wicked business problems and silly magic. There we go. There we go. Tom, I'm not going to forget you for that one, honestly. Okay, everyone. Thank you for the great quotes. You all did a, a wonderful, and I appreciate how deep you dug into the lore of the TV and the movies and the songs you like to find very applicable quotes. I've got some new ones to hold up as icons for future guests. So let's now go to the real serious roundtable, even though we've been covering the topic all along. And I want to do a shout out. We have a lot of people watching us on LinkedIn, which is great. I want you all to just wave hello to LinkedIn. We've got a, a good steady group there. We appreciate your taking time out of whatever you're doing today. Maybe it's just defrosting that turkey like I've got to do later. Okay, <laughs> now we get to the serious part of the show. So the continuing of the serious part of the show. Sam Lakundi, I'm going to read your statement number one you sent me before the show, and I'm going to ask you to unpack it. Since we have four on the panel and we want to get through a lot, I'm, I'm picking one statement from each of you. Tom, you have one in the chat. Angela have one, and I I'll put yours in in a moment. I want you to unpack it for about two minutes, Sam, and then we'll quickly go around the table. And instead of asking everybody to agree or disagree, I'm going to ask you all to just raise a finger and wiggle at me if you want to agree or disagree. And we'll keep those remarks to about one to two minutes so we can move ahead because we're halfway done and we have so much to cover. Sam, here's statement number one. You say IoT, Internet of Things, Predictive Maintenance, Analytics captures the state of industrial equipment to identify potential breakdowns before they impact production, resulting in an increase in equipment lifespan, worker safety, aha, and supply chain optimization, if only, I'm going to say. This is a game changer for businesses and employees. The reason I picked this one, Sam, is because we want to talk about industries, I said in my in introduction, some are evolving already 
and doing that innovation and stepping up to what IoT and Edge and 5G can bring us. So Sam, why don't you unpack this for us and then I'll take anybody who wants to comment very briefly and then we'll move on. Sam, you're up. The reason I, I think this is very relevant to the topic that we are talking about and, and what we are focusing here on is, is the fact that, you know, um, it's, you know I'll, I'll give you back, back to the example of uh, uh, the the uh, the driving cars, right? The autonomous driving cars, and and where this this industry is going, right? So so I can uh, you know I have the uh, you know uh, I'm fortunate to have an electric car, and uh, about like two months ago, right? You know I mean naturally I you know I mean I, I see somebody ring the bell at like about uh, you know eight o'clock in the morning, and and I look out you know and look out, and it's voila, it's it's my uh, Tesla mechanic standing outside my door asking me if he can summon the car out and, and do some work on it or whatever, right? So I wondered what he was referring to and why he had shown up even, you know, I mean, I guess that sent a notification to my app, but but I didn't see it, but, you know, he was there. And, and there was a stated problem in the car, which they had identified. And they knew that, you know, by driving habits, you know, that I probably... Uh, as I'm going to take the car for for you know some some longer rides or whatever, and they were coming out and doing what they would you know they came came out and fixed something that I, I guess needed to be urgently fixed, and which I guess I was not uh, uh, you know reactive to when they sent out the messages. My point in this is is the fact that you know I mean think about you know the predictive analytics and think about like the uh, potential breakdown that would have happened, and when they were able to actually understand, okay, there is a problem, we need to go out and fix it before it becomes a bigger problem and before we inconvenience this customer. This is not only about great customer care, but it is about the technology. If you take a look at the technology, I was in the middle of that technology, but they realized that I was not responding or what have you. They know, I mean, they, I've given them the location of the car, you know, I mean, what they, what they can. But they come out here and they come out and fix a problem before it happens. And this is really what, when it comes to organizations and it comes to uh, companies that I've worked in, uh, you know, my, our customers that I work in, whether it's a retail or whether it's it's manufacturing or, or you know, or, you know, somebody in, in the public sector, think about the value of what a, a analytic, a predictive analytic can do, right? You know, the... The, the view of a C, CXO coming out in the morning and taking a look at how much oil uh, each one of his oil wells is predicting and why a certain oil well is producing a lot less than the other ones and then trying to proactively address that. And that's really why I think the power of what, you know, uh, you know software like the edge computing and edge IoT can actually provide to you instantaneously and the power of now and the power of data. Thank you. And proactive was a key word in what you said. Thank you, Sam. Anybody want to disagree or quickly comment on agree with Sam? Everybody who agrees, raise your hand. Oh, we got two thumbs up there. Okay. I think we're going to move on then. Thank you very much. Let me go to Tom and I'm going to your statement number two. This is interesting. You say natural and immersive interfaces will become the norm. And we want to get a definition of that. You say this will make it easier for everyone to use and interact with smart devices and systems. Interacting will become seamless and integrated in our daily habits. Interfaces will dynamically evolve to adjust to the context and the user. Context is a key part of that, Tom. Tom, why don't you unpack this for us and then we'll see if anybody wants to dare to. I love a disagreement, everybody. Just think about it. Tom won't be mad. It's okay. It's a discussion. Tom, go ahead. So it's, uh, 
it's such an amazing world compared to even 20 years ago when now we all have smartphones, we have smartwatches, we have smart everything. Are we becoming smarter people? Uh, is the IT behind it easier? No, actually the IT behind it is much, much more complex. And the more complex the IT becomes, the easier it has to become to interact with it. So Sam made a great example of his car. I happen to have the same car. And uh, how do you interact with a car? The same way you used to, but the car does a lot more for you. Uh, it becomes a game not to ever to hit the brake. I'm sure you're playing the same game, Sam. <laughs> uh, so interacting with the IT is really the key. And uh, if you think about, uh, well, hopefully you don't think anymore about the pandemic, but if you do, uh, telehealth spiked, right? And before that, nobody wanted it. And it was all kinds of legal reasons why. But it spiked and all of a sudden it went down. But it's still 38 times higher than it was before. So the doctor will not prescribe an app. Would never have happened before. We're becoming used to it. Uh, when you think about, um, we started using uh, uh, video conferencing a lot and it became easy to use. Uh, now we're thinking about things like uh, augmented reality. And we, when I worked at Jet Propulsion Laboratory, we did a lot of that, even designed spacecraft using augmented reality. And it became the norm. And the key is how you interact with it and what it can give you. It can augment reality on top of what you have. Uh, in the beginning, backpacks with heavy computers. After a while, just smart glasses. So how you interact with it, we are talking voice, and I'm not going to say the name because that device will start talking to me. <laughs> but uh, so we, we're talking, speech is a really big deal. But the really key here is to be hands-free. And this has everything to do with IoT. So hands-free is, is seeing, it's speaking, it's hearing, and it's gesturing. And when we talk about the uh, metaverse or whatever you, polyverse, whatever you choose to call it, uh, I was an early user of second, they call Second Life. And it was promising, but it was difficult to use. I think that will change and it's changing because of IoT, because you can now be disconnected while you feel like you're connected. You can be wireless with millisecond latency. So you have access to all the world's information uh, at a gesture or a speech or listening to a book while you're out walking. Um, it's truly a wonderful new world. And I think the predictive analytics that uh, Sam talked about is key. And it's not just about cars, but it's about us. It's about uh, measuring your health, your heartbeat while you're out walking. Uh, and now when you apply 6G to this, 6G is arguably 10, a thousand times faster. The uh, the computation happens in the device itself. So all kinds of interesting things there. But I think that's, you have, it has to be easy to interact with or it won't take off. And there's a lot of business there. So it will take off. Therefore, it'll be easy to interact with. And you said it's about us. Yes, it has to come back to people. People care about whether the machines run, whether the factories go, whether the oil's available, whether the water is clean. We, we're the ones, it has to come back to people. Absolutely. Anybody disagree with anything oh oh oh, oh. Aditya unmute yourself let's hear this let's see what you got go ahead get him up I, I'm actually I'm, no I'm not I'm not dis uh, disagreeing with Tom I'm actually agreeing with Tom what I uh, what I really like what Tom brought out see it's all about being human-centric there's a lot of technology but what we have to realize is 
this technology is only uh, an advantage if it's human centric we have to uh, the human it's all about the human so uh, we are looking at making things easier for the human i look at it uh, very differently uh, you know from where i come my basic job is to deliver ordnance onto an enemy or a target right i have to be hands free i have to focus on the core job i can only focus on the core job if a lot of other things have got a lot of automation which really get me the decisions when i need them so that the final decision can be taken by the human so this really fits in so well and uh, yes uh, uh, tom you know we're really looking forward to uh, when 5g is here 6g would come in we would be talking about terabits per second that uh, is really going to be a very interesting world certainly will be tom anything you want to say back yeah one thing uh, uh, thank you very much uh, when you think about this it's about ai and it's about scale and ai works at scale then it's about getting the algorithms and pushing them out to the to your device whatever it happens to be but it's about scale and for me working in the cloud i see it every day and the scale is now possible what wasn't possible before and we're just at the beginning of it i believe i think we are yeah. and that's why we're talking about it to give people a peek into that world right sam you want to say something yeah, no, I mean, just wanted to add to that, right? The human-centric, right? I mean, it right in front of me, I'm sitting with devices, which is a blood pressure monitor, and then, you know, uh, something that actually does my blood sugar, you know, I mean, the checking, and then it, of course, and, and I'm in the center of it, right? You know, the beauty of this is, like, we're talking about, um, you know, where all of these come together, and the, the, the fact is that they're all sending out data. They are, they are looking at people of my age, people of my demographic, and what where I am, even, you know, uh, the weather I'm, I'm getting, you know, whether I'm getting enough vitamin D, and then what, what happens. That is really where, you know, going back to what Tom and and uh, what Aditya said, is, this, is, is really bringing the human in the middle of that, but having technology enhance that experience, and that's really what is happening. So just wanted to add some context. Thank you. I'm glad you did. And that's a perfect segue into the statement I picked for Angela, who's next. Angela, I'm reading statement number four. We're continuing to talk about people-centric. Okay. Angela says, in an increasingly digitized world, the future will see intelligent cities where IoT-connected devices and sensors are used everywhere. Many of these connected devices will be net zero capable. I want you to expand that for us, Angela. This will bring data collection to places never before monitored in the history of humankind. Angela, this is a big one. Unpack for us, please. Go ahead. Thank you, Bonnie. This is a, a very, very exciting, I consider a very exciting topic and and challenge uh, in this, uh, our digitalized world, let's say like this. Uh, we we noticed over the last uh, couple of years, there is a growth in IoT, an explosion of devices. And uh, I think Tom mentioned briefly a number, a key number of how many billions of devices. So the expectation is around, just to give you a feeling, it's about over 42 billion uh, devices connected to the internet by end of 2025. That's the estimation of a reliable market analysis, let's say like this uh, uh, overview. And now the key question here and the vision is why is actually happening this? Why it is now happening in this time? We all know and heard about the Morse law, right? Uh, very, very hot topic and discussions behind it. But let's think a little bit about why this trend and, and, and what brings us to this explosion of devices, of hardware, of technologies, and where is this going? And why? Are, what are the reasons behind it? 
So I thought to put to share with with you a couple of and audience couple of thoughts about it. First of all, uh, that's mainly because first the, the first point is related to the transistor density on chips, right? So this is basically doubling roughly every uh, eighteen months just for uh, for this information. That's one of the big reasons why everything is exploding and growing up very fast. Then we are able to have this. Uh, energy, energy efficiency of computation also doubles um, every roughly 18 months as well. We are able to uh, have um, uh, energy harvesting capabilities like uh, solar charging over solar panels or, or vibration and so on. But what is very exciting here is that the energy harvesting can be sufficient for powering computation, right? And and one of this, this brings to the, to the topic which I'm extremely passionate about. I have had the privilege to work at Intel Labs on on one of the um, you know cutting edge IoT devices that that uh, basically brings this uh, lots of intelligence computation and so on uh, on these uh, very small form factor devices where everything is all about uh, energy harvesting. Uh, it's about uh, being able to take a camera and and do uh, CNN computations on the devices directly, object recognition and so on, which is absolutely impressive if you can do this with pure energy harvesting uh, capabilities. And then we also noticed the reduction of in energy footprint, right? They consume less and less energy. They're more and more efficient, uh, more technology, more, more, uh, more harder capabilities and so on. And now going to the trend of computation, uh, where Tom already mentioned 5G and 6G, uh, we see the trend of, of communication bandwidth increases to uh, to, uh, in case of 5G to 10, 10 times increase in throughput or 10 times in, uh, reduction in latency. We also need real-time processing, right? Imagine if we have um, smart factories or smart buildings or uh, if we have, uh, uh, you know, um, the future of automotive, right? Where everything is about, uh, um, give you an idea, here is an estimation of four terabytes of data that will be used by in two hours in, in a commute, right? One hour to work and one hour come back home and so on. So how can you do this? It's, it's an immense amount of information where edge computing comes uh, very, very important. And then how much pre-processing, quality of data, uh, uh, valuable information that will be used to extract. So that's where we see a huge explosion where I see all these devices become smaller and smaller, smarter and smarter, uh, will be deployed on, on 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 places that we have never seen in, in mankind. That's because of these capabilities to uh, continuing functioning, to to charging them, to charge intentionally charging themselves. But also, uh, we will uh, reach to the level of uh, 6G. And like Tom mentioned, scalability is immense. It's a very important uh, aspect of of the entire overall picture because if you have all this explosion, you can't handle. Uh, this level of data transmission and communication if you don't have support for scalable infrastructure and reliable systems in order to make that happen. And, and of course, security on, to on top is extremely, extremely important. And I see the trends of telecommunication companies. I had the privilege to work for Deutsche Telekom in the past where Android came on the market for the first time. I was in that wave of generation. And now I see the trend from 5G to 6G where more intelligence is on the cellular side where all this AI capabilities and so on are taken in consideration. And I see this a great potential for innovation in the future. Thank you very much. Any comments? Because I want to move to something from Aditya. Tom, go ahead briefly. Yeah, just a quick one. I, I, I love what she just said. It, it's okay. perfect. But one of the things we're seeing is innovation happens close to us and then it moves out to the edge. 
So eventually the computation will happen on these much more powerful devices. For now, what we see is all the sensors collecting the data, putting it into the cloud, running those machine learning algorithms that takes a lot of horsepower computation and storage, and then pushing it out to the edge. So you can, you can start experimenting today with what could the edge actually do, edge being the IoT devices. Um, so I think it, it's a really good future. We're doing it already. Thank you. Thank you. Angela, quick comment back. Bonnie, very quick on, uh, comment on this. Uh, I see exactly the vision of Tom that he just mentioned. I also see one layer additional. Uh, Tom, I see an intelligent pre-processing at the edge. So yes. uh, these devices will, will generate immense amount of data. Some of them are very powerful. They may generate, uh, imagine uh, in a small factory, they produce nonstop or in a car, they have all these cameras and very powerful devices and so on. So uh, sending all this data to the cloud massively is going to generate a lot of bandwidth requests and, and latency and all of this. And, and even in a smart construction fields, right? They may not want to send everything to the cloud. So they may pre-process, have intelligence, and then send all these valuable information to a backend system and cloud where they, they come with these intelligent results and uh, feeding back to the edge layer where all these actions will be taken. So I see uh, these two layers coming in very, uh, very intelligent and gradually step by step. Thank you, Angela. I want to move on because I want. I have two statements I want to read from Aditya that are introducing something we have maybe touched on just a bit, but requires a little more attention. So I'm going to read your statement number one and four, but I want you to focus more on four, please, Aditya. He says, IoT and AI fusion will become AIoT, the combination of artificial intelligence technologies and the Internet of Things infrastructure. AIoT's goal is to create more efficient IoT operations, improve human machine interactions and enhanced data management and analytics. Okay, let's just leave that on the side for a second. Here's where I want you to focus, Aditya. As the IoT market matures, we're seeing more legislation around the security of IoT devices. That's where I wanted to go with this, Tom. Threats to IoT systems and devices can translate to bigger security risks because of certain characteristics that the underlying technology possesses. We can't have this discussion about data moving and faster and less traffic and less cost without talking about, as I said earlier, whose data is it anyway, and what are the risks of moving all of this data? Aditya, uh, we have seven minutes left till the end of the show. I'm going to give you three for your unpacking and then quickly comments around the table. We may need a part three on this, Stephanie. Go ahead, Aditya, you're up. Right. Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, so I'll briefly touch upon uh, when we talk about uh, uh, AIoT, right? Artificial intelligence things. So you have the uh, the OT device. We are talking about edge computing. We want to get the code on the edge, right? We want the analytics happening, the machine learning happening on the edge, so that the processed data can be sent back, right? Uh, it reduces throughput requirements. It makes the actions faster. A lot of decisions can be taken at the edge itself, and something which is critically required can come back. Uh, to the core, right? Moving on to security. I, I love talking about security. <clears throat> so, as uh, we transition from uh, you know from central computing to distributed computing to cloud computing and now to edge computing, one universal concern is security and privacy of data flowing over these networks. Talking about data security, uh, reduction in the uh, transmission of data to external locations means less open connections and uh, fewer opportunities for cyber attacks. Uh, this uh, uh, keeps local devices operating safely out of the reach of a potential intercept or data breach. Mm -hmm. uh, furthermore, 
since data is no longer stored or processed in the centralized cloud, I'm talking about uh, uh, IoT on the edge, the consequences of a single breach or uh, say a ransomware uh, attack are highly mitigated. Uh, following uh, data privacy uh, legislations, well, these are really uh, uh, of a lot of interest and a lot of concern to many of us, right? We have the European Union uh, GDPR. I'll just open it up. That's uh, the Journal Data uh, Protection Regulation Act. We've got yeah. the CCPA, right? Uh, Sam would be, uh, I'm, I'm sure Tom would be very familiar with that. The, the California Consumer Privacy Act, right? Uh, so I'll give an example. Now, websites now need to, uh, you know, get consent for third-party tracking. Uh, moving uh, consent tracking functionality to the edge is an important step to balance uh, privacy compliance with running a, a high uh, performance digital experience. By restricting the movement and storage of personally identifiable information, users can choose when, where, and for how long their data is accessible to third-party applications. Uh, this will improve the user experience, which we all desire. At the same time, it will uh, help with privacy compliance. I'll share my own personal predicament over here. You know, we have uh, the new Digital Personal Data Protection Bill 2022, which has just been introduced in the country. Honestly, I'm still trying to decipher it. When, I, when, when I'm more clear about it, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. So... Uh, with uh, IoT devices and sensors growing exponentially, security of these devices and their employment remains uh, of uh, is, is an obstacle and is a challenge for any organization. Uh, simple certificates cannot handle this. We need a public key infrastructure in, uh, in place. We uh, need to look at levels of encryption and we need to look at standardized protocols. I did mention it in the beginning. Because when you do the integration of system of systems, otherwise you will be bringing in a security deficit, which over a period of time becomes very, very difficult to mitigate. With the distributed uh, uh, nature of uh, edge AI and edge computing, operational risk can also be distributed across the entire network. Uh, in essence, uh, if uh, the centralized cloud server or cluster fails, individual edge devices are able to maintain their function since the computing processes are now independent from the cloud. And I would say this is, is uh, extremely important for critical IoT applications uh, such as the military and the healthcare. Thank That's you very much. Thank you very much. Well, that was a mouthful. That really was. I have oh about two and a half minutes left till we have to close the show. So what I would like to do is ask if anybody has a 30 second comment on Aditya. This will divide it and conquer it. Sam, did you want to say something? Tom? Tom? Yeah. Just Go ahead. What we did at the Jack Proportion Laboratory is we created a separate network for IoT devices and that let us experiment and that so that it was disconnected from the main line. Interesting. Uh, Angela, anything you want to add? Yes, Tony, from my side, uh, I totally, totally agree with Aditya and I see uh, um, high value in standardization and, and standardization for IoT. Uh, that's a very hot topic in, uh, in Europe uh, and these uh, 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 communities of research as well as uh, uh, seeing the challenges and how to bring this standardization to the next level. I totally, absolutely agree. Thank you. Sam, I'll give you one sentence. Agree or disagree? I, I agree. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Aditya, thank you for a very... Aditya, I'll give you 30 seconds, 20 seconds for comments back. Go ahead. 
20 seconds. Absolutely. I agree with Tom. Uh, yes, being where I am, nothing works like the air gap, Tom. I totally agree with you. <laughs> okay. I want to do some gratitude in this week of U.S. Thanksgiving. I give thanks to all the people behind the scenes. I've mentioned them and I'll mention them again. Stephanie and Janelle and Hannah at BMC. Uh, Sam, you're at BMC as well for putting together this really, really wonderful show the savvy innovators. You all are savvy. I have great respect and admiration for all of our panelists today. Your brilliance, your dedication, your passion for the topic came through in all of the statements you sent and the wonderful quotes you picked. So I appreciate all of you. I want to say thank you to Andrew, our engineer, the really nice guy in Voice America Business, who always asks everybody how they are today. And Andrew, we hope you're having a really good day. Uh, shout out to David Ide at World Talk Radio Voice America, who is now head, head of the company, president and CEO and to Aaron Keller, who is our tech director at Voice America. And I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another very interesting episode of the Savvy Innovators Radio presented by BMC. Everybody wave bye-bye. Have a safe, happy, gobble-gobble Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Thank you for listening to The Savvy Innovators, presented by BMC Software. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You may start small, but start today. Where will your innovation journey begin? Reach out to BMC Innovation Labs at www.bmc.com to chart your digital transformation course. 